Hey, it's just Blaine and Bex here with the best podcast in Utah. That's right. It's Radio Daybreak, a show highlighting the people, businesses, and events that make Daybreak Salt Lake City in Utah one of the most majestic places around. Subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and never miss an episode of the best podcast in Utah, Radio Daybreak. The trumpets have sounded and the end is nigh, but have no fear. Your prophet is here. I'm the Fresh King Benjamin, host of Vibing the Apocalypse, a podcast that uses comedy to bring injustices that I went through to light. I'm an escapee from a Mormon polygamous compound in Wyoming. I was taught that the world was a wicked, wicked place. But now that I've escaped, I want you to show me all the wicked things and help me catch up on what I missed out on. Check out Vibing the Apocalypse right here on Ride the Wave Media. The following presentation is a production of Ride the Wave Media. Hi and welcome. I'm Courtney Pearl. This is Practically Magic. I am a pagan witch, card reader, healer, spiritualist, Celtic priestess, teacher, artist, and mystic seeker. This is my very first episode of Practically Magic, and I am so excited about it. I even recorded this whole episode and had to re-record it because I was too nervous. But honestly, I'm going to be listening to this episode years later, and I'm going to be like, oh, that was just my nervous, sweaty episode, and now I get to move on and do my episodes much better. So if you are listening to this into the future, stick with it. It gets better, or at least I'm planning on it getting better. (laughs) All right, so here we are on Practically Magic. This is going to be a podcast that helps us discover the mysteries of the universe and use them to create the life we seek. So I'm going to start the episode by pulling a card. I do divination and card reading, and I have this new deck called uh, Witch's Wisdom by Phyllis Karat. I took a master class where she was teaching it, and she mentioned this deck, and I had to buy it, so it's new. I love picking my decks based on the artwork. So this one has some beautiful artwork and some different symbols than traditional tarot, and it just kind of helps you get in touch with the feeling of the card when you really resonate with the artwork behind it. So if you're looking to pick out a deck, you want to find something that just feels like you. So I'm going to pull a card for us. And when I pull a card for the episode, I want you to remember that even if you're listening to this episode a year from now or five years from now, I'm going to trust the universe that this card is the message that you deserve to hear today. So I want you to listen to what the card is going to tell us and then just see if that applies to you in your life right now. It's kind of magical the way time travels like that. And I have pulled the six of air in this deck. And the six of air, I'll describe it to you a little bit. It's a beautiful picture of six swans, two grown-up swans and four little baby swans. And they're swimming in the water And there's a white flower kind of in the foreground of the picture. And in the background, there is a fox that is waiting on the riverbank. And I don't usually use the guidebooks because I like to read it intuitively. But when I look at what the guidebook tells me about this one, the word that comes up is balance. And so I want you to think about your life right now and the balance between predator and prey The water symbolizes emotional place that you're in right now. 
And because this number six comes up, it tells me that you were in a place of going through a journey. Maybe you've just come out of some really hard trials and you're still kind of moving towards where you want to be with everything. The element of air typically coincides with intellect and communication, but there are certain symbols in the card, in the picture, that tell me that this is an emotional journey and that your intellect is trying to work through that journey, trying to figure yourself out. But this balance between the fox and the swans is telling us that what you really need to do is you need to be patient with yourself, that your journey is not over yet. And that if you try to come out of that water too early, like these little baby swans might do, they're going to end up getting caught by the fox. So you have to be patient with yourself and let yourself continue on this journey and grow in order to be ready for the next steps. There's also a lot of like mist and otherworldliness about this picture. A lot of times mist shows up when there's something kind of beyond the veil in folklore represents the other world. So maybe there is something just a little bit magical helping you along in your journey, something a little bit more than just the physical plane of existence that we see and know, right? Well, that is our card for our show today. So I am excited to see how that plays into our episode and what is coming up next for us. All right. On this episode, our first episode, I want to just kind of help define what is real magic. Because if you're looking into magic and you're like, okay, Harry Potter, Game of Thrones, there's kind of a reason why we love fictional fantasy kind of things. Because I think all of us have an inner child that loves magic and just really wants magic to be real. And the older I get and the more I learn and the more I seek out what is really out there, the more I learn about energy, the more I understand it, I'm realizing that magic is just as real as we thought it was when we were kids and we would pretend. Now, we may not be able to see it in kind of the ways where you wave a magic wand and little sparkles come out and magic happens, but it is real in a very, very measurable way. So that is what I'd like to talk about a little bit today. And I'm going to start off with a little story. So I want to talk a little bit about what I've experienced in my life and how magic has happened to me. A lot of times it happens when I manifest things that I really want. When I'm like, I don't understand how, but I just want this. And it's going to happen. And I'm going to trust that it's going to happen. And this happened to me a few years ago. I was getting my Reiki training and I have a local Reiki master. She does Reiki healing also. And she was kind of telling me about her experience of getting her Reiki training. And she had she had decided because she had been going through a hard time, she'd gotten a divorce and she decided she wanted to go and get her final attunement in Karuna Reiki in England. They were doing a workshop or a class there. And it was really exciting because they were actually going to go and do their final attunement in Stonehenge. And she even had a picture on her website of her in the middle of Stonehenge in the stones. And something about that was so appealing to me. I just thought to myself, yes, I am doing that. I don't know how or when, but I'm going to go and take that same Reiki class and I'll go to England and I'll do it. And, you know, over the years, the years that went on. I don't know if they do those Reiki trainings there in England anymore, but all of a sudden one day 
my aunt, who is also a Reiki practitioner, she's a Reiki healer, she was following a group called the Sisterhood of Avalon, which is kind of a Celtic spiritual group. And she said, they are doing a pilgrimage to the sacred sites of England and Wales. And I really want to go. Do you want to go with me? And I was like, yes, absolutely. I don't know how I don't have the money for that. I had, I didn't even have a passport. I had never been out of the country, but I was like, yes, I'm going to England. That is absolutely. Also Avalon, I have always wanted to learn more about Avalon. It has been my childhood dream to be an Avalon priestess. So I wanted to learn more about this Sisterhood of Avalon anyway. And I thought we can go with this group and see what this is all about. And to this day, I can't even tell you how I figured out how to pay for it. It just sort of happened. I paid for my my spot in the pilgrimage and I went. Um, and this happened in August of 2023, just last year. I got to go with my aunt and we went. And I didn't even totally realize this at the time, but there was a special sunrise ceremony planned for us in Stonehenge. And I I didn't even really have the space for it, but I packed my drum that I use for healing. My drum is so special to me. She's my best friend and I had to take her with me. So I put my drum in my suitcase and packed my pajamas inside of it. And I went with my drum just so that I could bring my drum to that ceremony. We did this very special ritual and we all had to wear black cloaks and hoods and we did this ceremony and it was connecting us with our ancestors. It was really powerful and emotional. And then with my drum, I was able to actually drum while walking inside the circle of the stones. And this is not something they let tourists do anymore, by the way. This is like tourists have to walk along a path like outside of the stones. And there's security guards everywhere. And they told us, if you touch the stones, we have to take you out. <laughs> so we were really careful. But that experience was so powerful to me. I had some very deep spiritual experiences while being there with the circle of stones of Stonehenge. Such power and energy, so ancient and amazing. And I had experiences like that the whole week that we were there in England. And I will talk about that more on future episodes because there's so much. But it turned out that when I went into the museum, to learn a little bit more about it, they talked about the stones that are the inner circle of the stones are made of bluestone, and that they believed that the ancient peoples who built Stonehenge used that stone for healing. And so I purchased a bracelet, I'm actually wearing it right now, of bluestone that I always wear when I'm doing my healing sessions with clients, and it's an incredible energy. It's definitely something that I feel every time I put it on, it sends me right back to being in the center of the stones. And I had manifested that years earlier when I said, I'm doing that. So I want to talk about like how that ends up happening. And thought and emotion are powerful vibrations. I'm going to tell you what I tell my students when I teach art lessons and I talk to my students about magic. I say spells are just stories and you can call them anything that you want. You can call them spells. You can call them prayer, manifestation, placebo effect, mantras, affirmations, energy. It doesn't really matter what you call it because your intention 
the energy is going to flow with that intention. That's the communication that God and the universe, that's the language that they use. So if you're putting your intention into something, that is what will make it happen. Now, what I tell my students is, if spells are stories, then you have to be extremely careful about what stories you're telling, especially about yourself. So in the healing work, when I'm working with clients, I am actually working on those stories. We are finding out what stories are you telling about yourself? Because spells can be spells or they can be curses. And it really depends on you. Depends on the stories you're telling. And everything is energy. Everything is vibration. What we want to happen, we need three things to create a spell. And I've got this from a fictional novel about witches, so it might seem like, oh, that's fiction, but all fiction has its reality too. So I want to move forward with this idea that spells need three things, the words, the will, and the way. If you have those three things aligned, you can make anything happen for yourself. The magic of the universe creates what we ask of it. So let's use an example like wealth. If I wanted something like I wanted to be more wealthy, you can start with the words. And I always start with this phrase, wouldn't it be lovely if? Because if you say that or write that using those words, it puts you into a space of like, I'm not expecting it, but what would it feel like and be like if this were true? So starting out with, wouldn't it be lovely if I was making this much money and I had a lot of extra money and I had all my needs met and I had more money than I knew what to do with and just living in that space, understanding what that feels like. It can also sound like affirmations. So in this case, it might be like, I deserve abundance. Most of us know what affirmations are because they're very popular in the healing world and a lot of people will print off affirmations to use or put them on their bathroom mirror to say every morning. And we'll talk more about that as we dive deeper into these concepts. But you can even have some fun with it. If you're really creating spells, you can look up spells or you can make up your own bubble, bubble, toil and trouble. I want money, so send me double. That could be your words. So the first is words. The second is the will. And this is connected to a lot of the work that I do with clients in the emotional and energy healing world. Because it's not enough just to say it. It really needs to be felt. It needs to be believed. You need to be able to raise your body's vibrational frequency to resonate with it. Because when your body's frequency matches the thing you're trying to attract, it becomes like a magnetic force that drives that thing to to you. That's essentially the law of attraction. Sometimes our body is working on these contradictory beliefs that we have had. Like if our body was a computer, we might be we might have downloaded lots of systems into our body into our brain that we don't even realize. Cuz most of our brain's neurological pathways have been created since we were 8 years old. Our brain is all mapped we created those maps based on what we wanted to happen and we're trying to make our lives work. The problem with those systems is that sometimes they don't actually work. They're just the only thing we know how to do. So sometimes we can say, I really want to be wealthy, 
But if there's some subconscious beliefs working against us that might be sabotaging that, and those subconscious beliefs are going to be something like, I don't actually deserve this money, or I have to earn it, or how am I going to earn this money? You don't want to get tripped up is the how. So moving into the way, if you were creating the way, so we have the words, the will, and the way, this is not the actual how you're going to get the money or how you're going to get what you want. This is creating a ritual of some kind that gives you that same feeling that the words and the will in living in it and believing that it's coming. And this is where it can be really fun with spells because your ritual can be so many cool things. You basically get to create your own rituals. It's kind of like when you were a kid and you used to just go out and make like mud potions with like sticks and flowers and whatever you could find outside. And you'd put it in a bowl and you'd mix it up and you'd say, look, I made a potion. It's kind of like that. You get to play with it. You get to have fun with it. So it can be certain herbs and things that resonate with money and abundance and wealth. It can be crystals. But none of these kinds of things hold any magic unless you put the intention into it. So for people who are like, I got to have my crystals and I got to have my herbs, they are great and they really do a lot of helping us change our vibrational frequencies, but only if we believe it, only if we set that intention. So one of my favorite fun things to do is to use the color green if it has to do with money because... We kind of associate that with money and abundance, Um, the color red also. So if you lit a green candle or if you maybe draw a picture of money and you placed it under a glass of water and you left it there for a certain amount of time and then you drink the water and as you're drinking the water, you're imagining like all the wealth that you're drinking in and you're going to attract to yourself. And these are just some examples Again, in future episodes, I'm going to dive further into these spells and how to actually create them, how to create a ritual. And yeah, we're going to do a lot of really awesome things with that. So if I'm not making any sense to you now, don't worry. There is so much yet to come. I'm going to do a full episode in each one of these. But that is the basic formula for using real magic in your life, creating what it is that you want to have happen. All right, I'm excited to dive into those subjects, but now it is time for our question from a listener. Okay, now, of course, this is my first episode, so I don't have any listeners yet, but I have had people write in to me questions from time to time that are like, "Um, can you help me with this problem that I'm having or what would you recommend for someone? And so if you're listening to this and you're already coming up with questions, And you're like, I wonder if she can help me figure this out. Or maybe you've got something you're just particularly stuck with. I want you to feel free to write into me and I will give you information on how to do that at the end of the episode. But I'm going to use a question that has come up for me from a client and it will give us an idea of what these questions could be. Okay, so I had someone ask me, When I walk into a crystal shop, I always feel a little sick and repulsed when I see citrine. What does this mean? Okay. Now, the body's physical reactions to things like the crystals 
that is a very intuitive, energetic response. So I want to dive into this a little bit. When we talk about citrine, if you don't know what citrine is, it's a yellow crystal. It is really beautiful. It can be very, very like clear, sparkly, yellow, kind of sunshiny color. But when it's kind of dull on the outside, it also sort of resembles a booger. (laughs) It's not very attractive sometimes too. So when I have someone ask me a certain crystal or color that they're just not resonating with, I think about the chakra colors and the associations that energy has with color. Since citrine is yellow, I'm going to ask what sort of issues or blockages might a person have in the solar plexus chakra? And if you're listening and you're able to, I want you to just find your belly button with your hand. You have your belly button and then you go up from your belly button just a little bit right above the belly button. This is the area of the body where the solar plexus chakra is. And it is the center of the body. It is the power center. So it associates with your personal self-worth, your self-esteem, your feeling strong and capable. And if there's blocks in that chakra, the energy flowing through your body will not be able to feel strong and capable. You'll feel weak. You might even start to have stomach issues because it can affect the body in that way. So what I would say, if you walk into a crystal shop and there's a particular crystal like that, citrine, that you were like, oh, it just makes me feel sick or I feel super nauseous or I, you know, just, I just have to get away from it. Then I would say there might be some personal work that needs to be done in that part of the body and with feelings like feeling helpless, feeling worthless, feeling like your worth is connected to what you can do, your productivity, what you can get done. And I do a session called chakra balancing with my drumming. And it's part of what I do in a Reiki session, but it's just a 30 minute session where I will actually go through and drum each of the chakras as we do releasing any blockages that are connected to them. And then we get to replace them and we make sure that your chakras are all balanced and flowing. So that might be a good place to start to work on that. And I have an experience with this because I had an aversion to the color orange for a long time. Things like orange juice, or anything orange, I was just extremely like, ugh. And I actually loved the taste of orange juice. I just didn't like the color orange for many, many years. And orange is associated with the sacral chakra, which is your reproductive organs located right below the belly button. Now, it's no surprise there that I had sacral chakra issues with my healing journey that I had to work on, codependency patterns, absorbing other people's emotions, learning to accept pleasure, and then physically finding out when I was very young that I was infertile and had infertility issues. So no surprise I had sacral chakra issues, but as I went through my healing journey and as I worked particularly hard on those issues, I started to notice that I started to love orange. It wasn't repulsive anymore or like just not my favorite color, Suddenly it looked to me like a beautiful sunset or like a juicy, delicious orange. And that was really appealing to me. 
So it's really cool to see the associations between how we feel and our thoughts and feelings about the colors we're seeing. Now, I might recommend to this person who has this kind of repulsed feeling with citrine, I might say look for a crystal that is great for the solar plexus, a crystal or an herb or a Bach flower essence that is particularly resonating with the solar plexus and use that instead for a while until that energy can be changed and healed. It's really kind of cool. I can't wait to work with you more on colors and how colors can come into play when we talk about energy because that is the kind of energy that I work with a lot in prism healing. That's why I named my business Prism Healing because I work with colors a lot and we pull things out in colors and we visualize colors and we do painting and art classes with colors. Speaking of that, next week on our episode, we're going to talk a little bit more about the words. We're talking about spells and creating spells. We're going to really focus on the words and do a whole episode just on that. And coming up, I do have some workshops. So look on my website My website is prism-healing.com and I have some events coming up. I have a workshop that is a painting through art workshop where we are going to go through an emotional process and using colors, I get to help you work through emotion points and paint out those colors. And that workshop is for everybody, not just artists. You can just sign up for it as if it's a healing class and then everyone gets to create a beautiful masterpiece when they're painting out their emotions. So take a look at my website. You can find my services there. You can find my website blog. And that is another great place to reach out to me if you want to ask a question that can be featured on the podcast on the next episode. Also, follow me on Instagram because I am at prism underscore healing on Instagram. And I love to use Instagram for a platform to just share information. So if there's any more resources or we can deep dive into any of these things, that's where you're going to find that. So look for me there. You can also find me on Facebook. I am Courtney Pearl. And I also have a page called Mrs. Earl's Art and Storytime, which is where I post a lot of what I do, a lot of the work that I'm doing with my students, my art students and my art classes. And so look for me in any of those places and you can sneak into my DMs if you'd like and ask me some questions. They can be questions about anything, magic, energy, emotional healing. Maybe you have a question about relationships. Maybe you have a question about resources that might be available. So reach out to me on my social media or any of those platforms and you can ask me questions. All right. So your task is to figure out how magic can be used in your everyday life. You can use magic to strengthen relationships, to heal, to prosper, to thrive. Magic isn't just for the witchcraft, witchy people like me. It's for everyone. So look for reasons and and places in your life where you're using magic and where you'd like to use magic and what sort of things you'd like to use the magic for, like the wealth and prosperity we talked about today. Okay, I would love to thank Ride the Wave Media, Blaine and Bex, 
and Daybreak Treasures Boutique, who features me as an artist on their website and sponsors a lot of the events that I do. And stay tuned for next week, where we will dive deeper into these magical concepts. In the meantime, be magical, my witches and wizards, and I will see you soon. Soon.